Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Livy Wilkinson. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Livy. Like Jamie said, I'm a languages teacher, and so it's delightful to start the day with you guys, um, rather than Year 10, who I usually start the day with. Um, we're going to jump straight in. It's a long passage, so it will be on the screen, but do open your Bibles and have it in front of you. I think that would help. Um, we're in Matthew 12, uh, 1 to 21. And uh, like many of the readings we've had so far in Matthew, um, this passage is a classic insight into Jesus doing life the Jesus way by shaking things up, contradicting many of those uh, old established societal, cultural, religious norms of the time and teaching on what the kingdom of heaven looks like in action. So in verse one, we learn that the passage takes place on the Sabbath and uh, the Hebrew word uh, for Sabbath comes from the verb Shavat, uh, meaning to rest. So the day was originally intended uh, to be a day of rest and intimacy with God and family. But I'm sure you guys uh, will know that the Sabbath had become complicated by sort of whole host of rules and traditions um, which were really strict and becoming increasingly legalistic and actually getting in the way of intimacy with God altogether. And in verse one, we've got the disciples in a grain field picking heads of grain and eating them, which we would not necessarily consider a great crime. Um, But in that cultural context, uh, work was unlawful on the Sabbath. Picking grain in a grain field was work, and therefore the disciples were breaking the rules. And then what's interesting uh, about this passage is how the Pharisees respond to this. Uh, They were obviously a group of people quite used to sharing their thoughts. Uh, They also really enjoyed sharing their thoughts if they might successfully expose Jesus as a rule breaker by doing that. Um, So they begin this conversation with Jesus and they say, uh, if we look at verse two, look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. And in their minds, uh, there's no other way of reading this situation. That word unlawful is is decided, it's strong. Um, But Jesus comes back at them with a story about David um, from 1 Samuel. And uh, David in this story is on a mission from the king. He finds himself and his companions on this mission extremely hungry like the disciples, and he asks uh, the priest for uh, the consecrated bread from the temple and he eats it. Uh, This bread, using the Pharisee's word, was unlawful for David to eat, but Jesus is making a point here that there is something greater than just rules and religion. In verse six, you see him explain this. I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. 
you would not have condemned the innocent. So here he's highlighting the importance of seeing somebody's need and responding with compassion. Unlike the Pharisees who see a rule being broken and they can't see um, because of these sort of relig religious goggles of, of sort of legalism, um, Jesus's first instinct is to read a situation with eyes of compassion. And he then outlines his authority to be somebody who does things differently, uh, to be operating in this Jesus way by declaring his lordship over the Sabbath, um, calling himself the son of man and lord over the Sabbath. This whole uh, thing goes further and he uh, goes into the synagogue, verse 9. And there is a man in the synagogue with a shriveled hand. And the Pharisees, before Jesus has done anything, try to catch him out again. So there's a question of lawfulness, um, the lawfulness of healing on the Sabbath. And Jesus uh, comes back at them again, gently, um, beautifully with a shepherd sheep analogy, which is an analogy he enjoys um, using from time to time. And he compels them to see the situation with eyes of compassion. He says to them, how compelling is this? If any of you have a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take it, take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. And he then heals the man. And his message here is clear. He's not trying to reveal the flaws of the Sabbath. He's not trying to engage in a legal debate. He is showing that the kingdom of heaven works differently. That compassion and mercy are key characteristics of the Jesus way. And he's showing that he's prepared to disrupt the established order to have compassion for the needy and for the hurting. And the passage actually ends with a quote from Isaiah, where we see that it was Jesus's mission to proclaim justice to the nations. Verse 18, there you can see it. So of all people, Jesus should understand what's fair and what's not fair. And he should understand what's lawful and what's not lawful. And he does. But Jesus was never going to do justice without doing compassion and mercy. And so here where he sees the disciples hunger and he allows them to eat and he sees the, man ha the man's hand and he commands him to stretch it out that it might be healed. Both are acts of compassion and both reveal the heart of Jesus, which Roz actually spoke to us about yesterday. His heart is humble his heart is gentle and it's for the weary and the burdened. It's for the hungry and the hurting. And so we're just going to end by listening to that quote from um, a little bit later on. The um, Where is it? Verse 20. Um, a bruised reed he will not break and a smouldering wick he will not snuff out till he has brought justice through to victory. And in his name, the nations will put their hope. So Jesus is all about justice and he's about what's fair. But he's every bit about what, um, every bit as much about compassion and about mercy too. 
he uh, disrupts the established order, challenging the Pharisees to see with eyes of compassion and mercy. So in response, will we be people that put our hope in the name of Jesus as the only true source of justice, compassion and mercy? Will we be people that learn to live like he did and extend justice, compassion and mercy? And will we be people that go to him and trust him when we need to know his justice, compassion and mercy? Over to you, Jamie. Livy, thank you so, so much. This morning, we also prayed for the nation. We joined in with the archbishops in praying for those in leadership at a national level, at a local level, but also for each one of us with our own areas of influence. And we also prayed for our Sunday services.